This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Second Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said, you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. I have waited, waited for the Lord, and he stooped toward me and heard my cry. And he put a new song into my mouth, a hymn to our God. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. Sacrifice or offering you wished not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocausts or sin offerings you sought not. Then said I, Behold, I come. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. In the written scroll it is prescribed for me to do your will, O my God. It is my delight, and your law is written within my heart. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. I announced your justice in the vast assembly. I did not restrain my lips, as you, O Lord, know. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have been given from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. John was standing with two of his disciples as he watched Jesus walk by. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, we are celebrating the second Sunday in Ordinary Time. Of course, ordinary does not mean boring. It means ordinal or counted. So we're going to now go ahead and go into several counted Ordinary Sundays before we hit our next season. Lent is on the way. That's right. far away. (laughs) (laughs) That's the beauty of our Catholic calendar, isn't it? It really is. Well, but I do want to mention in our secular world, uh, the third Monday of January is always celebrated as Martin Luther King junior day and i of course want to bring back his well-known quote because i think we need it more than ever in our society and he says i have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of the skin but the content of their character i have a dream today mm-hmm. how important that is even more so today isn't it as we live in our world of discord oh yeah Uh, On the Catholic calendar, on the 18th, we have also the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter in Rome. And that's a great day to maybe study up on that, on that feast day. Beautiful. Well, we have a great theme today. I I really see it as how do we respond? How do people respond to God's call? We see that in the first reading out of the book of Samuel. And then, of course, we see that with the apostles in the gospel. And, And I am so intrigued by this first reading. I thought that it was kind of it would be worth our time to spend a minute on why exactly was Samuel living in the temple with Eli the priest? So let's go ahead and take just a few seconds and look at that. So this goes all the way back to uh, the mother Hannah and her husband Elkanah. Uh, Elkanah actually had two wives, Hannah and Peninnah, and Hannah did not have any children. Peninnah did, and that, of course, was a source of a lot of <laughs> a lot of terrible things. Peninnah would torment her constantly. Poor Hannah. Right, poor Hannah, right? And then, you know, hey, I have children, you don't, whatever. So this was a, uh, you know, a terrible situation. So they would go up and do their offering once a year. At, uh, and they would have a meal at Shiloh. And there was Eli, the priest there. Of course, Eli, who is in our first reading today. And Hannah just brought her prayers to the Lord. She says this, if you remember me and do not forget me, if you give me your handmaid, a male child, I will give him to the Lord all the days of my life. No razor shall ever touch his head. And she's just pouring herself out. Well, Eli's watching her. And Eli thought she was drunk, right? Why are you drinking in the middle of the day? Sober up. And she said, no, my Lord, 
Hannah answered, I am an unhappy woman and I have neither wine nor liquor. I was only pouring my heart out to the Lord. Then Eli said this, it's beautiful. Go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have requested. Well, she does bear a son and she named him Samuel. And then when Samuel was weaned to fulfill her promise, she brought the child of Eli and then, he, and then she said, as long as he lives, he shall be dedicated to the Lord. And that's how we get Samuel living with Eli from a very young age. So a beautiful background to this. A lot of intrigue. There's other things that are going on there, uh, but that's the background of this reading. It is. It's a great book to read. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, here we have uh, the, in this particular, these particular verses, we hear that God is calling Samuel. But at first, Samuel thought that it was Eli, the temple high priest, that was calling him. And we hear that when the Lord called Samuel, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not yet revealed anything to him. And yet Samuel had been living with Eli in that temple since he was, like you said, about three or four years old. Now, at the same time here, Eli, the temple high priest, also had two grown sons who were also temple priests, and they were serving under their father, Eli. They regularly abused their positions and desecrated temple worship by taking temple offerings for themselves and by gauging in other morally corrupt practices. Eli fell from God's grace because he could have stopped his sons, but he didn't. Eli's poor leadership and cowardice to act righteously eventually led to the death of his sons and the loss of the Ark of God when the Israelites battled against the Philistines. But many years later, when Samuel was a grown man, he became the new leader of the Israelites and he brought the people back into covenant with God. Now, God has a plan for each of us. And when by our own actions, we disrupt that plan, Things will go badly. Eli failed in his duties to God and his family and his nation paid the price. But God always has an escape plan. God always has a way to make things new again. And in this case, his reset plan rested on Samuel. Samuel responded rightly to God's calling, ready to do his bidding and serve him wholeheartedly. And we need to develop an awareness of God's constant presence in our lives so that we can recognize his voice when he calls us. Yeah. And, and I love the way this first ending, uh, first reading ends, right? Speak for your servant is listening. It really hits on what you're getting at there to be able to engage with God in that prayer, that listening process. Um, the catechism, I think, talks about this beautifully, how, you know, prayer doesn't change God, Prayer changes us. Prayer restores us and restores man to God's likeness. It helps us make us more or closer to Christ's image and God's image. And recognize that the prayer is a battle of faith and a triumph of persistence and perseverance. We continue to engage in that battle, to engage in listening to God and becoming closer to him. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in that second reading today, we hear from uh, the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. And this first, he doesn't really mince a lot of words here. The body is not for immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord is for the body. So we, of course, talk about, I mean, we have so much 
immorality in our world these days. Again, I'm, I'm sure it's probably, it always sounds terrible today. <laughs> and we hear that, my body, my choice all the right, time. Exactly, right, exactly, yeah. right. I think there's probably been immorality since the dawn of time here, right? I guess with original sin and, and uh, the problem with Cain and Abel. But um, anyway, it really hit me today on how the immoral person sins against his own body. And Satan doesn't have to be very creative with you. He will try and make you bad. And if he can't make you bad, he will try and make you bored. And if he can't make you bored, he's going to try and make you busy. I'm too busy to go ahead and focus on listening to Christ. Um, there's a, I think it's a famous John Paul II quote where um, when we talk about the immorality, the immoral person sins against his own body. Um, we, of course, have a terrible uh, uh, problem with pornography in our world today. And I think it was John Paul II that said that the problem with pornography is not that it shows too much, but too little. It yeah. reduces that beauty of the woman and her personhood yes. into a sum of body parts. Exactly. And, and Objectifies, of course, right? Exactly, yes. right? And uh -huh. that's a struggle with men. Men yeah. are, we respond visually to things. And, and that's, again, part of the speak for your servant is listen. Tell me how I can fight against the sin of pornography. Tell me how I can see Christ in other women who maybe are not uh, projecting themselves with that modesty. How do I respond to that? Please, I'm listening. I need you to guide me. We have to you know, separate again for people who struggle, and we all struggle with sin, you know, separate that person from the action because we know that sin affects our soul. Mortal sin affects our eternity and how important it is to remember that. Yeah. Well, let's close in the gospel today according to John. So the first thing Jesus asked these followers was, what are you looking for? And rather than give an answer, they asked Jesus where he was staying. And he invited them to come and see. Most people today, they, they really don't know what they're looking for. They know that something's missing from their lives. They know they're unhappy. They're unfulfilled. They're lost. They're feeling abandoned. And yet, if they were asked that question, what are you looking for? What will fill the void? What will make you happy? The answer would probably be, I don't know. And then there are those who finally come to the realization that they need help. They need God. And slowly they begin exploring the questions, where is he? How do I find him? And where is he staying? And for those with sincerity of heart, Jesus extends an invitation. And a rela relationship with Jesus is always initiated by Christ himself. It always begins with an invitation to come and see. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.